and gentler Quark stats. Powered by the Mayo Media Net and presented by Jock Morgan. Download the Daily Fantasy app and use the promo code MMN. And they'll match the first hundred bucks for free. Can you imagine if I was like that? Get the F out of here with that nonsense. It's Friday and we came to take care of beeswax, baby. It's a big dude with a big mouth and a big apple. Ah, big Johnny Stud, baby. MLB moving averages. Could you imagine that? I can't do that NPR thing for more than 15 seconds. You may notice the schnazzy haircut and the schnazzy button downs. All the video people. I was just on cable TV. Finally, I could be DVR'd. I was on Nesson this morning on Follow the Money Channel. Check it out. Drop a few plays, although you're going to get the real deal here at Core Stats. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. And in a few minutes after I've earned it, I'm going to ask you for a like. Um, yeah, I think that should do it. Let's get right up into it. Again, I'm such a creature of habit that I had to put stuff off and do some of this last night so I could make sure that I was prepared for Nesson today. And anytime I throw off my routine at all, I swear, I'm just like, I want to give up for the day. It's just total craziness as if I wasn't crazy enough, which is kind of the reason why I tend to be so organized, right? You have to identify your own weaknesses and then try and address them. Again, I, I'm pretty self-aware of how ridiculous of a person I could be. Make no mistake. All right, here we go. It's the three pillars of profit. We're doing daily. DFS, jock market, total base props. We're going to jump into just a little bit of fantasy today. Not much on the fantasy end. I just want to talk about a little bit of strategy from a theory point of view. And then we'll do a couple of bets. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of bets, you'd think... <laughs> The way things went yesterday was enough to make you want to quit that Phillies miss. I didn't even know he missed it. I just saw people tweeting about a bad beat and he's, you know, 99% win, just that, that, and the other thing, those charts that people track throughout the game. And it was us. It was the Phillies. They were up 8 nothing in the bottom seven. They were up 8-2. to two. Bottom eight, and they did not cover the run line. Uh, Jerry Familia, you stink, bro. <laughs> you stink, bro. And Detroit, of course, didn't get it done. The Grossman, the Grossman prop was not posted early. They ended up posting a half base, so we didn't take it. Of course, he got a leadoff double. The Tigers wet their pants. He didn't get in. That would have been the second run we needed for the F5. Yesterday was a disaster. All right, enough of that. We need more of this. Let's get back into the black. With the a stack attack. Oh, I just had another rhyme. I'm a poet. Didn't even know it, baby. All right, it's a 729 stack attack. You can tell I'm all jacked up. I was really, really excited for the appearance today. I've been really flattered, you know, with the way people are picking up what we're putting down. This really kind of crazy approach to baseball. I've been told I cover baseball like football. My dude, Zach, described Cork stats as the mad money of baseball, which I absolutely love, you know, with uh, Kramer. Bye, 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 bye. I guess this is not too far off. All right, let's get into it. It's the Bluebirds from Toronto going up against Los Tigres from Detroit, Rock City, those bums. And Brian Garcia, he has not pitched yet this year, so I went back on the career, of course, was trying to provide as much nuance and context as possible. 68 innings, a 6-12 ERA, 1-7 whip, 16% K is too low, 13% walk is too high, 3.5 K minus walk, just not really even palatable, 40% fly ball, 11% barrel, and really as you dissect the arsenal, the issue here is a sinker hyper usage, right? So it's coming in 55% use. Listen, I look at Every single arsenal, every single day, you're hard-pressed to find a starting pitcher that uses a single pitch more than 55% of the time, and in particular when it's really bad. So I don't really understand that 
kind of thinking that kind of attack plan, let's call it. Right? Listen, the guy's going to have a sinker as part of his arsenal. That's understood. If it's not any good, he's having trouble locating it. He's getting smoked. Why is the answer, okay, so just throw it more and maybe different things will happen. Obviously, that's a definition of insanity, doing the same thing, looking for a different outcome. So 55U, 650X log, only 14 width on the sinker. So give me Vladito and Teoscar and Biggio and the rest of those bluebirds. But I think those are the guys I'm stuck right. Vlad, Teoscar, and Biggio is correct. Vlad, 17 doubles, 17 homers against righties on the year. Last 40 played appearances against righties. Remember, our triple slash. B-A, ISO, OPS, ISO to take care of. Extra base hits for the total base props. OPS includes walks. 419, 236, 1019, everything firmly in place. And then again, the nuance and the context. You only really get a quark stats. If there's another show doing this, please let me know so I won't have to do this work. All right, we got into Vlad against right-handed sinkers on the air. He's been very productive. 556 slug, 15 barrel, and four home runs over to Teoscar. Last 30 plate appearances against righties. 346, 234, 991. Again, remember, ISO is an extra base rate. So 234 ISO is nearly 25% extra base hit rate for at bats against righties. We're hoping to get two bases. Against sinkers, again, you know, I try to run this filter for everybody. Teoscar against sinkers, also doing work. 55 hard hit, 406 expected Woba. And then Biggio has been really good the last two weeks. 353 BA, but he was really the one that rang on the sinker filter. Against right-handed sinkers, year-to-date, 89 contacts. So first things first, 89 contact, 31 barrel, 471 ISO, and nearly 500 X Woba. So... Definitely give me those bluebirds today. Backfill, you know, into DraftKings for sure. That will make a lot of sense. And then I think almost any Blue Jay you get your hands on that's less than, let's say, 425 in jock market is a go. You get, I'm going to be honest. I very rarely get Vlad shares. He goes up to seven, eight bucks. I don't really do that. A guy like Biggio could be 405, 425. And again, where he could double and be less than Vlad cost to begin. Vlad could hit a home run at an eight bucks not profit. So you see, I mean, that's why I like jock market so much. It's truly a thinking game. If DFS is checkers, jock market truly is chess. All right, next up, we want the Bravos going up against Bumgarner. Bumgarner 371 ERA 133 whip. Generally not what we're going after. However, the OPS over 750. XFIP and Sierra north of 4.5. 10% K minus walk. 7% swinging strike rate. 88% in zone contact rate. So again, I know I've been catching heat lately for using numbers. Uh, hello, it's baseball. But the idea is, it, it, it's funny, this is a gentle balance, right? No single number is going to do it. But 100 numbers is too much. So I try and highlight the most important ones, but how they connect to each other is the more important part. The application of the statistics more than just as a standalone. So when you hear me mention high walk rates, what does that mean right off the bat? Pitchers throwing a lot of pitches. Men on base. Pretty intuitive. Lack of chases, low first strike rate. They're not getting ahead right intuitive for walks but the low chase rate is really important paired with the low first strike rate if they don't get ahead now they have two options 
Are they going to try and beat you within the zone or trying to get you to chase something on the edge? Well, if they're not good at inducing chases, 1-0 becomes 2-0. Now you're in the zone. When you see the high contact rate, you know they can't win in the zone. And then you go towards the quality of contact, right? So you don't just want to say, oh, he gives up too many barrels. What if he has a 40% whiff rate? You know, it's hard to get the ball out of it. When they do, it's a barrel. Again, so it's so much nuance goes into this understanding I try and make it digestible. I know it's a lot, but again, we're really bringing you. This is the most advanced. This is like an advanced AP class in handicapping. You know, this is not your generic. I don't know, just don't want to be making fun of people. They all have these terrible shticks. None of them understand the correlations, the stability. This is so stupid. They're all so stupid. All right, let's get back into it. I'm going to get myself canceled eventually. So Bumgarner, the underpinning statistics in the discipline basket looking bad, but he's also had a tale of two seasons. First seven times out, 178 ERA, 112 whip. Whoa, last 13 times out, 4-5 ERA, 1-5 whip. Probably more of what you'd expect. Again, I went into the arsenal dissection the problem here is the fastball bin it's a four seamer and a cutter combining for 65 u so again cutters and four seamers not that dissimilar hitters you've heard them talk about they kind of prepare for both at the same time more or less so 65 use 500 x log only 17 whiffs so again there's my triple slash for a pitch how often is it being used x log is the quality of contact whiff rate is the swing and miss Again, not just statistics, but ones that work together. I'm trying to do my best to explain why. So, Bumgarner has been pretty bad the last two, two, the last dozen starts or so. So, you know, sometimes you really do want to split. And then we know Atlanta just absolutely kills lefty Acuna. Last 75 plate appearance against lefties, 267, 280. Now, I know that's not crazy, but again, you know, he's going to be hitting first. And against the fastball bin is really where he lit it up. Nearly 50 hard hit, 23% barrel against four seamers and cutters from lefties. Again, nuance and context is just pouring out of my nose and ears. as me nowhere left to fit it in the room. And then, of course, Austin Riley, pure goat among goats right now. On the year against lefties, 333, 375, 11, 28, 375. He's got an extra base hit 37.5% of the time. And he's killing that fastball bin from lefties. 50 hard hit, 15 barrel. Give me those bravos for sure. Then last up, let's get with the pale hose. It's the Chicago White Sox on the wrong side of the tracks in the Windy City. We got, sorry, I'm flipping back and forth. I forgot the names. Pollock. Eloy Jimenez and Jose Abreu. Let's look at Pollock first. For whatever reason, his total base prop was not listed. I'm actually going to scroll as I'm BSing right now. That was one I was interested in, and I don't know why it, it wasn't. He's playing every day, sitting at the top of the lineup. I, I just don't really understand. Maybe they're waiting for Cork stats to come out, obviously, the way we've been crushing, you know, CLVI. I wouldn't be surprised. No, his prop is still not up, so just keep an eye on Pollock, last 20 plate appearances, 353, 294, 10, 68, 3 extra base hits. We know Pollock can be very good when he's healthy. Generally, it's a health issue for him. And when he's top sign wave, get behind Pollock. And he does damage against those fastballs. We're going to get to Caprillion in a second. I know I did this one back. We're just trying to change it up a bit. 50 hard hits, 17 barrel, 400 X Woba against righties. For Pollock, Eloy, since he's gotten off... The injured list, so it's last two weeks. So, again, it's very limited, but, again, Eloy's excellent. 333, 500, 12, 18. 
82% contact, 27% barrel against the right-handed fastball bin. We'll get to why that matters. Keep those fastball numbers in mind. And then Abreu, though cold right now, 300 BA versus righties on the year, and he is a fastball killer, 440 expo before Shamalama ding-dongs on the year. They're going up against Caprillion, who I don't know uh, all the love that's been going on in Oakland. They've been pretty good as of late, but I was digging in. I'm not sure I'm buying in. Let's check it out. Caprillion, 474 ERA, 131 whip. Again, not generally what we'd go after. The OPS creeping up near 800, something we do go after. The FIP, XFIP, and Sierra are all north of five. Again, attack metrics in place. 15% K to 11% walk, the double-digit walk we're into. 52% first strike rate, 29% O-swing. Again, low first strike, low chase rate. He's going into the zone. What ends up happening? 44 fly ball, 10 barrel, more than one and a half home runs per nine. Yeah, he's been very good the last four games. That's what I saw that the model was reading. However, 11% barrel in that span and a sub 200 BABIP. So you might just have some batted ball luck explaining the Caprillion success. So I think maybe that's where we want to get. He's really using that fastball a ton. Again, 55 use on the fastball to righty. So I know I mentioned you don't see it often. That was... Garcia overall, something I wrote about at the Athletic Targeted Approaches, pitchers and organizations developing two distinct arsenals for a single pitcher against different handed hitters. This stuff really matters, I'm telling you. But you, Then you find a handicappers out there trying to pick up on pitch mix changes only to realize the pitcher only throws a certain pitch to lefties. They played the Blue Jays twice that don't have lefties, so it looks like they're changing the mix and they're not. Again, nuance, context, blah, 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 blah. Oh, that was a perfect time. To ask for a like. Where else are you getting this kind of information? Hot damn, this should probably cost you money, but it doesn't. It just cost you a cartoon finger. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio only pod. Those five star reviews mean the absolute world. You just gotta put five star and say wowza. That's all we need. And again, the likes on YouTube are tremendous. I appreciate the people taking the second. It literally takes one second. I hate to be like this, where I know you don't owe me anything. Friends, in the words of the inimitable Rocky Balboa, friends don't owe, they do because they want to do. So I'm asking you to do it, not because you owe it, because you want to do it to help the big dude out in this, you know, first season on Mayo Media Net. Again, half tip to Patty for hooking us up. Man, he really brought it for all of us this season. All right. So we went over Caprillion, hyper usage of the fastball. It's not a very good fastball. 93 miles an hour. 16 inches vertical ride, 8-inch horizontal run. Neither of these are very good. So that's I have that pegged as just a bad fastball. It's not a good, it's not a good fastball. He's going up against very good fastball hitters. I think Chicago gets it done today. And believe it or not, for what it sounds like, they're not going to be very popular. All right, that is a stack attack. Hold on just a second. Sorry about that, man. I'm a, not feeling well running on the adrenaline. And uh, coming high off, so hopefully what I is a pretty good appearance in my uh, cable debut. All right, let's get into the fantasy end there. I really don't have much for you today. We've been covering it all week. And I think that's really the lesson in itself is, and again, I've been extremely transparent about my, I, I, should, I was going to say success, but I really mean the lack of success in fantasy baseball this year. And it's funny, for all the videos, if you were following Mayo Media before we started the Daily Show here, I really sh- was showing off some of that detailed analysis, right? The charting, the graphing, and all the stuff that goes into it. And a lot of the videos were hits. 
We had uh, Jordan Alvarez as an MVP, right? Zach Wheeler as an SP, as a, the SP1. Looking really good if you had him. Fade Bueller, well, looking pretty good. You know, a couple of injuries like Woodruff injured, but now looks great. And you definitely want him one of the best in the game. You know, we did very well. And I was really frustrated because at week two, week three, week four, week five, week six, and every team is in like dead last. And again, we spoke about this. I didn't just come out of nowhere, you know, talking about it. I, I couldn't believe it. And I spoke about um, staying the course. You know, it's so important. And it is. And I was practicing what I preach, and I don't let it mess me up, and I never missed a fab week. And we always mind the advanced statistical leaderboard Tuesday, Wednesday. We always put out the edge sheet on Thursday. We circle back on Sunday. And that's a real lesson. So I'm not a big standings hawk. Again, a lot of this is not like, oh, I have this great uh, methodology. I was embarrassed, frankly because I was doing so poorly that I just kind of stopped looking at the standings, but I kept working extremely hard, right? Making sure I'm making smart decisions, staying on top of lineups, all the things that we preach here and using the tools we bring you. Again, if there's any new listeners, what's up? Thank you very much. But yeah, the fantasy section of this, I know we have mostly handicappers and betters with Mayo Media, but yeah, if you're playing fantasy at all, those graphics at, at the very least are worth it. I post them on Twitter at MLB Moving AVG. So I think the lesson for fantasy, really just going forward, is stay the course. Even a team that's in like 8, 9, or 10 right now could still get into money and even win the damn thing. If you have the right players and you weathered the storm, remember there's a flip side. You may be playing against GMs that have had bad players overperform. And now they're in the unenviable position of, do you ride the guy that kind of got you to first? But the guy that was in first and then went fourth, so he feels good about fourth. But maybe he doesn't feel as good about fourth as I do about sixth. Because my sixth is coming from 15th. And that is legit. I'm dead serious. I don't really like to post these things because it's way too early. I wish I had. Oh, I guess I maybe can actually get the screenshots because you can go back week by week. But I'm telling you, I shit you not. Standings 12, 13, 14, 15, 15, 15, 12, 11, 15, 15. I could not believe it. It was like shocking for the amount of work. And I, again, I don't I don't claim to be a roto expert. I'm, I'm a bit of a newbie entering that foray, right? Getting into the high stakes NFPC arena. And I'm learning with all of you, you know, and I don't mind taking my L's in public. I really don't give a crap about that. And I, I geez, I thought we did really good. I'm using all the calculators, running teams by people. Again, less and less and less for fantasy, okay? Even somebody like myself who does a ridiculous amount of work on their own, a ridiculous amount of work. Identify the people that specialize in things and don't be afraid to outsource work. Now, I don't let people sway everything I do, but I do go to prospect guys for prospects. Rasta Recon and, you know, Jewett and guys like that. My boy at the Athletic for relievers. You know, don't be afraid to do that and then identify the pods, you know, DiPietro and Depo Hitter, with the lineups and fabs and stuff adding, even uh, the athletic um, Melkier pod with DVR on Friday or Saturday. I think I catch up for Saturday morning. Also very good. You know, so something's about the tools. And then speaking of tools, before we finish the fantasy thing, the thing I want to share with you that I was would like to do, but I don't really have the time and the means to get it out, is Fangraphs has a very has a great tool for bullpens. A lot of people struggling with bullpens. Although remember we did identify a few saves have popped up. I think Finnegan is going to be getting saved for the Nats. He might be scooped. Danny Jimenez is going to be coming off the 
IL for Oakland soon. I think he's going to be their guy. And if you find a guy that can get you 10 saves down the stretch, there is almost, there's no way to measure that. It's so huge. It's going to move you up the standings. Again, being sharp, we were on Trevino, we were on Strickland. Adding those saves are part of what pushed me up that next bit. Now, those guys are not really good. We need the next swath of players to fill them in. So, again, stay sharp. Keep your due diligence. Tune into MLB Moving Averages and Quark Stats Monday through Friday. And then follow me on Twitter on Sunday. We're going to follow up on that ad thing because that's the name of the game right now when using the tools. You go to Fangraphs. You go to Roster Resource. So, Fangraphs.com. Main tab, Roster Resource. Bullpen, Closer, Depth Chart. Like, can't be any easier than that. They have every single team on the same page. The last seven days, nice, easy chart. Usage, who pitched. Pitch is thrown, and if it was a blown save, win or loss, and you could track these things in a better way than I can help you in a few minutes. So there you go. That's the best I could share you with. So good luck, everybody. Remember, hit me with all your questions. Right now it's very difficult. Good players being kept, bad players being dumped, and they're hard to add. So, you know, stick with us. We'll give you the names. If you missed the sheet yesterday, I did post the image. All right. That is the second pull of profit. Let's round third and score the bowl, everybody. Okay, let's see. So props at the bottom. We already went over Vlad Jr. Amazing when his props are going off near even money. I think I saw one minus 105 at the open. I usually double check before I launch. I Again, I, I know some handicappers are obsessed. with like, I got the better price, so I'm putting it up. I I don't know. I, do, I don't want to say I don't care about it. I obviously care about price. But as far as posting for the public, for me, it's I want to beat the market. I want to beat the closing price. Yes, if we beat it with CLV, then that's even better. But I want to beat the closing price. And I think that's, again, probably what separates me from the field. So, again, I being the only handicapper that posts the worst price. I don't I don't care. So, Vlad, near minus 110. That one's going to move 25 cents for sure. We covered that one. Vlad, very, very good. Brian Garcia, very, very bad. Again, the only, the most detailed analysis for you, the Cork Stats crew. All right. Then we got the other two. Let's get Atlanta to cover up the run line. So, we covered the Bumgarner side. Atlanta crushing lefties. And let's look at Kyle Wright just really quick. Love Kyle Wright. And if you were on it, he was on those ad lists. I actually have drafted him in a bunch of my 15-team uh, deeper leagues. He was a draft target of mine when it looks like you know he was going to make the rotation. And then, of course, those are tremendous, tremendous windfall profits. So sometimes it's just a single move here or there changes the entire trajectory of the season. Back to the lesson that I was mentioning with fantasy stay the course all right kyle wright 295 era 116 whip a 635 opposing ops just jumping off the page 17 percent k minus walk 31 percent csw that's called strikes plus whiffs anything above 30 is awesome first strike rate over 61 right we mentioned hitter pitchers 52 50 48 he's at 61 excellent and an 83 percent in zone contact rate right a lot of times you don't break down the good pitchers we're talking about the bad pitchers 83 percent in zone contact rate is very good 80 is really elite, 85 average, 90 bad. So 83, Kyle Wright can win in the zone, right? That's very, very important. When he falls behind, can he win in the zone? And, you know, he keeps it low, keeping it slow. My grill master's ribs falling off the bone. 53 ground ball, 27 hard hit via BIS. The curve and the changeup, each coming in with a better than 32% whiff. And the Arizona offense, bottom five in ground ball, bottom five in a hard hit, right? The two things... That right does very well. Keep it low, keep it slow. Arizona having trouble with lift and hard hit. So give me Atlanta to cover up the snakes, which shapes on their back minus 180.
and a half. And then last up, we got the Cardinals. This is a severe, severe misprice. Miles Mikolas up against Anibal Sanchez. Mikolas, 287 ERA, .99 whip, a 609 OPS. Again, grill master stats, 46 ground ball, 26 hard hit, home run rate right at 1. And the best time to back a good pitcher is after a bad start. Five innings, six runs last time out. We're going to be T F D. That's by the dip. You can figure out what that F means. And one third of his game started. He's gone at least seven innings, so I feel comfortable going with the full game. Flip side, Anibal Sanchez stinks. Going back to 2020, he only has 63 innings, 6 6 ERA, 1 6 whip. Oh my gosh, man. And two home runs per nine. Righties, the majority of hitters, have a 342 BA, better than 1,000 OPS in that span. St. Louis gets back Goldie and Arenado, who kill right handed pitching. St. Louis offense has the MLB team lead in barrel percentage over 11, top five WRC plus since the all-star break Washington offense bottom five in BA OPS and bow rate last 225 PAs give me St. Louis to cover up that run line as well and hopefully we'll have better luck than we did again with those Phillies just today ah my god I can't believe how bad that was all right that'll do it everybody thanks for picking up what we're putting down here at Cork Stats and the Mayo Media Net Gosh, I'll tell you, when it gets to the last show, I'm probably going to start crying, man. It means this much to me. I hope you appreciate, you know, that, that like what I do. I, you know, I get paid for this work. The, what it means to me to be the best, right? Because that, that part we can't quantify, right? There are people that get paychecks and mail it in. There are people that get paychecks and work like they're on their last crumb of bread. And I like to be thought of as the latter you know, to really, really always be pushing, pushing, pushing to the fore, the detailed analysis, you know, the arsenal dissection, the split pitch work. To me, that is really at the, the, the cutting edge now as books forget getting sharper, right? They, books figured out, you know what? We're not going to be sharp in a big Johnny, so we're just going to pull those lines. And that's been a part of, you know, the, the the red ink going on. I'm not ashamed of that. I mean, I, I, I had at least a part of shifting the actual American betting markets. Like, how cool is that? You know, getting F5 betting to the fore, making it really popular, and explaining to people why it provided an edge. So what they do, they pull the F5 money line bets, those bets we loved so very much, because getting those pushes was, was making the difference for us. Now they're getting us to pay... They're offering us a better price, but we're having to put our neck out for run lines where we didn't want to do that. And, you know, that's been kind of part of it. the difficulty in general market betting, which, again, most people tell you it's impossible, which I understand. Even I haven't put posted two years of double-digit returns. It's freaking impossible. Every day I was deathly afraid we were going to get rocked. It was going to start a losing streak that never ended. And I think... You know, you should be like that when you're betting. You should never think you know how to predict the future. You should never think your model solved the answer to all that. I don't think that. I do think that as long as we continue to be malleable and flexible in our work, namely these total base props, you know, namely shifting the chips, knowing when to play DFS, when to play total bases. And now I'm seeing some super sharp cappers out there like my new best friend joke and my dude Stu that's monotone. Football joke is like at J-O-K-E-E-E. You got to look him up. He is verified. My dude is just a Mac. That's another really strong community, right? I think, right? 
game recognized game, hustle recognized hustlers worldwide. Like we know how that works. So you check out that guy, my boy Stu, who's at everywhere. I, he's at game day. He's everywhere. Monotone football at one L has been on the same kind of track, but he's been focusing on par- pairing right now. And Paul A to me is more than two pairing hits, single hits, right? Where I think the total base props for this, we must always get a hit and looking for plus money there. And again, I'm never opposed to new ideas. I generally try and avoid pairing where I can, but if I can get to back test and find that two hits greater than sign over one and a half total bases, I'm not going to be afraid to go after it. But as long as we keep getting the circumstances we're looking for, very strong hitter, right around even money, top third of the lineup, it's hard to say no to that. And that will do it, everybody. A bit of everything, a couple stacks, a couple lessons for fantasy. Please stay the course. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to be daring as well. You know, adding pitchers that have rough output stats, that stuff don't matter. And with betting, don't be afraid to challenge cold hitters, like hitters that are quote-unquote cold, because they all produce in stints. And to me, the thing that wakes them up is being put in these ideal scenarios, you know, against the bad fastball that they're so very good at hitting. Again, it just at the center of kind of the granular analysis. All right, this is getting off the rail. Another awesome week here at the Cork Stats War Room. I appreciate you all very, very much. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Press the like button, and if you really, really want to say thanks to us, you download the Jock Market app. I have a really good feeling about uh, those stacks earlier today. Again, Vlad, probably not, but maybe we'll get the back of the Blue Jays. Maybe we'll get the back of the White Sox and do some damage up in the Jock Market Streets tonight. So, from all the lovely ladies and gentlemen at the Mayo Media Net, enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay. Keep an eye for the NFL pod once a week, which has been awesome. My MLB Team Futures article just dropped this morning at The Athletic. Check it out. It's not just... Player teams, I really broke out what I call field tickets, these complex approaches to betting. I know you wonder when I sleep, but I'll sleep. I don't know, but it's cold, I guess. <laughs> right. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. Remember, when you work this hard, there's a lot less like luck, yo. Peace. <laughs>